it's Kazia. Just wanted to give a quick disclaimer. All opinions discussed in this podcast are our own. They do not reflect that of the Navy or any other branch of service. Okay? Stay tuned. Hey y'all, welcome back. It's Kazia. Honestly, I'm not even going to make an excuse. I have just been tired and I've been hit by the lazy bug. I don't know what's going on, but after months of deployment, it's kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find a groove and I'm trying to work into getting a regular schedule so I can get episodes out to you guys. Um, but today's, I actually, this is something that has been heavy on my heart for for a very long time and I think it's something that needs to be talked about it's something that needs to be discussed this is like my third or my fourth time recording this it every single time I tried either my personal views got involved or something was wrong with the recording at the time so it just I don't know, but I honestly didn't know how to bring another person into this conversation just yet. It's definitely something that needs to be discussed, but I, right now, I think I just need to get out the basics, like the lay the foundation, and then maybe in the future, I'll bring a friend in and we can all have this conversation. So today I actually wanted to talk to you guys about sexual assault and like military culture with sexual assault. It's a very heavy topic. Um, I, it, yeah, it's a very heavy topic. It's not one that's easy to talk about, but it is one that we definitely do need to talk about in light of everything that's happened with Vanessa Gillian and all the other cases that have come forward, it's just, I don't know why it has taken this long for this type of conversation to happen or to have leadership look at how things are being ran. But regardless, it's happening now. And more so, like more, more, uh, how, how do I, phrase, what is that phrase? More now than ever, more so than ever, more now than ever. I think it's very important to have this conversation. Um, I'm pretty sure that there are some people out there. I shouldn't say I'm pretty sure. There may be some people out there that are probably like, this isn't a conversation that needs to be had. We don't have a sexual assault issue. Nothing like this exists in the military. And to those people, I like to say, just because something doesn't affect you doesn't mean it's not an issue. Just because you don't see it or you turn a blind eye to it doesn't mean that it's not an issue. And if it was not an issue, we wouldn't have to do annual GMTs on it. Let let that sink in. Just let that sink in. Because the things that we do annual GMTs on are things that are, that repeatedly come up and repeatedly affect areas of our service, areas 
areas of our military service. So just let that sink in. If sexual assault was not an issue in the military, we would not have to do annual GMTs on it. And if it was not an issue in the military, we would not have programs like Sharp, Sapper, and we wouldn't have websites like Rain dedicated to helping out sexual assault victims. Just let that sink in. So with the whole Vanessa Gillian situation, the main thing, and it's like a, it's a common thread that I find um, with sexual assault victims, is that no one ever really wants to step forward to say, hey, this has happened to me because maybe they've said something in the past and nothing was done about it, like in Vanessa's case or in many other female. I don't want this to be female specific because there are males in service that do get sexually assaulted But generally, in the highest of numbers is usually females that are sexually assaulted. Again, I'm not saying that this does not happen to males, but I'm saying that generally females are the highest population to be sexually assaulted in the military. And honestly, it's hard I don't know why this is even a thing that's happening. We are trained to look at each other as brothers and sisters. And I get it. We're not flesh and blood. But at the same time, we are trained to have each other's backs. We're trained to help each other out. We're trained to assist each other no matter what we need. So I don't understand why this is even an issue. Like, why are we members of the same service, not even like members of a small 1% of the nation. Why are we bringing harm to ourselves rather than helping to uphold the core values of our service? Most of the time, generally, when females, sorry, when a person is sexually assaulted, they don't feel comfortable stepping forward to say something because there's countless of stories that are out there and there's countless of experience that are out there from military members that have stepped up and said something and they received recourse from it where their command shunned them. They became the Blue Falcon Or I don't know what the army calls it, but they were the blue falcon or the purple dragon. Like they were the person, they're the person that everyone feels they can't be trusted, but they reported an issue, like a serious issue, something that seriously happened to them, a private matter that they reported about something that happened to them is then taken to the public to become a source of degradation for them. I don't know if that makes sense, but for some reason, whenever a sexual assault victim makes a report, there's certain people at the command 
that take it upon themselves to take a private issue to make it public and then using that public platform or that public stance to make sure that this individual who's already scarred, who's already battered, who's already hurt from that experience is now marked with the scarlet letter at the command and make sure that they no longer have a good time at the command and that they feel isolated and alone and without support. And I don't think, I don't think that's right. And furthermore, where's leadership in all of this? Because there are definitely multiple instances where people have reported it. Their leadership knows about it or even their leadership know about the, the assault the leadership knows the assaultant, but chooses chooses to turn a blind eye. And again, some of you might think that's not true, but look up the case of Lavina, PFC Lavina Johnson. She was stationed in Iraq in 2005. Um, unfortunately, like Vanessa Gillian, she also lost her life. She was assaulted prior to her death. Well, six months prior to her death, actually, where she did make some sort of report, she was being treated for an STD that she contracted from that assault. And since that incident of her assault, her family reports that her leadership's attitude towards her changed. Unfortunately, for PFC Johnson, again, she lost her life where this individual that decided to take her life on like, it's, it's, it's just like, it's too brutal to even mention, but this individual poured acid on her genitalia and in her autopsy, there was actually pieces of her vagina, her anus and her tongue were missing. Like, how vile is that? And to an extent, her leadership knew. Her leadership knew about the assault that she was going through and did absolutely nothing about it. And at the end of the day, they claim it was suicide. Look at the case of specialist Kamisha Black, or Block, sorry. Specialist Kamisha Block was also stationed in Iraq, actually. Um... She was actually, she was engaged, I shouldn't say engaged, but she was in a relationship with a staff sergeant that was within the same uh, area of operation that she was, and her whole command, everybody in their leadership knew that this was an illegal relationship, but they did nothing about it. They knew that the relationship was physical, they knew that the relationship was forceful and at the end of the day the staff sergeant took her life right before he took his own and it was reported to her family that she died in friendly fire you can also look at the case of pfc adrian Borales. she was at camp humphreys in south korea and i think this was like in november 2017 she made the report of being sexually harassed and her her like the individual that harassed her was demoted but he was left to stay at the same command that she was and on pfc Borales did express to her leadership and to individuals that she did not feel safe 
Five months later, after her reports, she was found dead outside, naked, like outside of the barracks, naked. And again, this was ruled as a suicide. Like that makes me wonder, what is it about leadership? Like, what is it? Like, why do they keep claiming? Why do they? I don't even know the words to say. Like, why is it that when a service member loses their life to sexual harassment, sexual assault, it is counted as suicide and not murder? Why can't justice be brought to the assailants? Why are assailants being left at the same command that the victims are at? Why aren't victims being removed from that situation and placed elsewhere? Why does the safety and the potential well-being of a victim not matter to leadership? So at our general, like at our GMTs, they'll usually say, don't be that female. Don't be that female that's out at the parties drinking more than you know you can handle because somebody out there will use that to take advantage of you. Why, why, why are we not looking out for each other? Why do we have to tell females to look out for themselves? As service members, and I will repeat the words of Wyan 2 Donato from the video that I posted a while back after Vanessa Gullian's death, uh, Wyantu Donato made a statement where she was like, as service members, we are all we got. We have to protect each other. We have to have each other's back. So again, I'm going to echo those words. Why do we not have each other's backs? Why do females have to look out for themselves? If I go out with a group of service members, a group of people that I work with, a group of people that when the whistle blows, I'm supposed to go to war with. If I am supposed to pick up a gun and have your back in enemy fire, why can't you make sure that I'm okay? Why can't you have my back while we're at home? No, like no flying bullets, no nothing. Why can't you just make sure that I'm good. And I get it. Like there should be a sense of personal responsibility and making sure that you get home the same way you get back home the same way that you left. I get it. But we all know what we go through on the daily. So sometimes we just want to blow off some steam and we want to blow off steam without worrying that something's going to happen to us. Shouldn't we feel safe enough with the people that we work with every single day? Like that should be a given. We should feel safe with one another. We should be able to feel safe with one another, especially our leadership. Because most of these people, the assailants are members of their leadership, members in their chain of command or higher ranking members that work within the same um, that work within, that work at the same command that they do. So junior enlisted members should not have to question their safety around their leadership. It is that simple. 
Every single time we do those GMTs for sexual assault, they say, don't be that girl. Don't be that female that drinks too much and gets taken advantage of. But they never say, don't be that male who takes advantage of her. What they do say is don't be that male that drinks too much, gets behind the wheel of the car and crashes it and hurts yourself or your buddy that's in the passenger seat with you. But they never say, don't be that male that takes advantage of your service member. Why is that? Why are females being warned to look out for themselves, but males aren't being warned to make sure that they're in right standing? And honestly, to me, this is something that, this is something that has to come from the top. This is a big discussion. It's, it's a huge discussion that has to come from the top because there's there's something like there's something at the root of it all that has allowed these particular people to feel like they have the ability and that they have the power to do that and what's it there's there's a power struggle where the service is very uh like favor oriented like if you want to advance in your career you got to do favors for people. And I'm saying favors with my eyes squinted. I think that's what we need to start. Let's not make the service favor oriented. If, if that makes sense, let's not, let's not give promotions based off of favor, you know, because I have, I've heard stories from horses mouths where if you want to if you want to pick up rank if you want to make rank get on your knees and give me what I need and that shouldn't be a thing because that allows certain people to feel like they can do whatever they want and I think that's something that has to start from the top and work its way down and something else that has to start from the top and work its way down is leadership, making sure that your junior soldiers, airmen, sailors, Marines, that your junior people feel comfortable enough to come and tell you whenever something is wrong. And that when your junior sailors, airmen, Marines, soldiers, guards, when they come and tell you something, you put it into action. You don't just, oh, okay, that's good to know. Noted, got it. No, don't just note things anymore. Take them for action. And there also needs to be a change in the system because somewhere along the way, the word gets out. Even if it's only supposed to be between the victim, the assaultant, the um the victim's advocate and the commanding officer somehow the word gets out and then everybody feels like they have a say in a private matter when essentially they don't something needs to happen where that's not happening anymore and victims will feel okay about reporting and there's also situations out there where the assaultant's DNA, once the victim reports, gets a rape kit, a rape test done, 
the assaultant's DNA is found within the victim, but nothing is done. Essentially, victims know that nothing good is going to happen for them once a report is made. So most people choose to not report. Most people choose to not have a rape kit done. But I'm sitting here today and I just want to tell anybody, anybody that has been a victim of any sort of sexual harassment or sexual assault, your first step, if it's not calling your victim's advocate, is getting yourself to the hospital or the clinic so that a rape kit can be performed on you. Because at the end of the day, the rape kit will squash any any questions or any concerns that people may have as if this happened to you or not. And I know that sometimes it can come back or they can come back and say, well, both parties were drunk and she consented to it or he consented to it. Can we talk about believing a victim and not questioning what the victim did and not asking the victim what fault they had in the matter? Because as a victim, the last thing you want to be asked is what did you do to make that happen to you? That is the very last question that you should ask a victim. That is the very last question that a victim wants to hear. And I think I could go round and round with this and I can go in circles with this, but this is a topic that is, that's bigger than me. And it's important that we start having the conversations amongst ourselves. I know my chain of command hasn't addressed anything with regards to the Vanessa Gillian case. I don't know if anybody else's chain of command has done that. I don't know if anybody's command or leadership has sat them down to talk about this. Yes, every single year we do um, DOC surveys, we do command wellness surveys, but how many of us can say that we actively feel that our leadership takes our opinions from those surveys and makes action out of them. From our survey this year, actually, uh, it was reported that, and mind you, there's only 56 females on our ship, okay? 78%, just about 78% of the females of our ship on our ship said that they did not feel safe in their workspace. And you know what happened with that information? We sat in a room, we talked about it, we wrote it down, and we passed it on to the CEO. That's it. What the CEO chose to do with that information is what the CEO chose to do with that information. Outside of that, I can't tell you. Let's stop talking about these things and let's start making actions out of them. How is it that we are... We are serving in a military where somebody can fall asleep on watch and get hit with every single UCMJ in the books. And Article 94, and Article 134, Article 12, like you hit them with every single article in the UCMJ. But when another member of the service is sexually assaulted or harassed, absolutely nothing comes of it. How does that make sense? I honestly have no idea how that makes sense. I think conversation needs to be had. 
not one of those tell me how we can make the command better conversations, but conversations like deep, let's, let's dig up our, let's dig our boots into the ground and have a conversation. Let's be blunt about it. Let's point fingers, (laughs) like let's point fingers as to who the issue, like who the issues are coming from, who the problem is and not just talk about the problem but also talk about solutions and fix it. I personally believe that our GMTs need to be redone because there should be no reason why females feel like they can't go out. Like that That just should never be a thought that I can't go, I can't go out with people that I work with every day and people that I get to call brother or people that like I have to show respect to, but they can't respect me. Like I, I just can't fathom that. So for me, the GMT definitely surrounding sexual assault has to be redone. And it shouldn't just be an annual type of thing. I feel like I'm regret saying this. It shouldn't just be an annual thing. It shouldn't. It honestly shouldn't. I think until we see improvement across all services, all pay grades in regards to sexual assault, this should at least be a quarterly training. That's just my personal view on it. Um, yeah, that's, that's just, that's just my thought on this. I honestly don't even have words for it because it's just a lot to try and unravel and it's a lot to try and unpackage by myself and I'm trying not to be biased. And for, again, anyone out there that's just, I just feel like I need to say this again, but anyone that's out there that is, that has been sexually assaulted, regardless of what your leadership chooses to do, please report, 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 regardless of what the people at your command may do. Please report. Start with your sapper team. Start with your sharp team. Go to Simeo if you have to. Just go to the chaplain. Go to chaps. Go to chaps. Like, go to chaps. Chaps is there for a reason. If you don't feel comfortable with anything else, please go to chaps and get a rape kit. If you do nothing else, do those two things. Go to chaps and get a rape kit. I can't stress how important it is. And documentation, 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 documentation. In case y'all don't know, the E in email, that stands for evidence, okay? And CYA, cover, just CYA. So document, talk to chaps, get a rape kit done and document. So this is something that I have done in the past. When you, if you do tell your leadership and nothing comes of it, tell them again. But this time we all have a handy dandy uh, note recorder on our phones. Just turn it on, put it in your pocket, talk to your leadership, let them know, hey, I just wanted to let you know again, I have been sexually assaulted. 
I don't feel safe. This is what you have your little spiel with them. But at least you get this recorded. You get this on tape. Okay. And that's your another form of documentation for you. And if you need to send them an email and BCC, BCC your mother, BCC your best friend at a different command so that you have that documentation. If God forbid you ever need it. And if God forbid you are ever in a situation like Vanessa Gillian, like Lavina Johnson, like Kamisha Block, if God forbid then at least that documentation is there so that your assailants, your leadership, everybody will be brought down to justice. That's all I have. I don't know. Maybe my opinion or I really tried not to get opinionated. Opin- you know what I mean. I try not to bring a lot of my personal views into this one. I just wanted it to be as subjective as possible. But I don't think that happened as nicely as I, as nicely as it could have, but I don't care. And that's that. So if you agree, if you don't agree, let me know. Let's have a conversation. Let's start a conversation. Go down to the comment box and furiously cuss me out if you have to, but let's start a conversation and Tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you for listening. Bye.